Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Wrestling Classic. Justin here, two episodes away from episode 50. We're back for the TWC show here on Dash Radio, where you can hear us every week on Saturday at, on Saturdays on Dash Talk X at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. But we are here this week. There is a ton to talk about, and it really isn't recapping the shows. There's just a lot happening in the wrestling world. Yeah, um, a lot of bad, bad stuff. I think we might be in the wrong business. I don't know, man. It's like it's it's been a, it's not the best week for professional wrestling, especially this past week. A lot of stuff has come down. Let's 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 start it off with something that is going on. Um, like, are we, we perverts without, and we don't even know it yet? Is it just going to no. like, come out? No, man. We're going to go forward. We're gonna, I want to start. We'll talk about that stuff because I do want to talk about the sexual allegations against a ton of these wrestlers and everything that's going on. But I, I just quickly want to ask your opinion about the whole COVID situation in the WWE and AEW. I remember back when uh, the quarantine show started with no audience and all that, uh, excuse me, and uh, yeah, I was talking about how, you know, it's it's fine until, you know, somebody actually gets contacted with the coronavirus and actually gets... Um, here's, the th- here's the thing that's bugging me. They're, right now, it seems like, okay, this started happening when they let some of the tradies, friends, or whatever come for the show, right? Maybe. Like, that kind of that's kind of when the first... When more of the reports started coming out, like honestly, it, it kind of seems like they've been hiding it and telling people, you know, don't announce that you have it. Because I mean, now that all of a sudden so many people seem to be getting it there, it's kind of like, how long have you been keeping this in? And like, have, and like, from what I've read, like, they haven't really done any testing. Like, what, what are you doing? I feel like, I feel like AEW would have to live a lot better. So for people that aren't aware of what's going on, so it's been obviously announced a couple of weeks ago that there was people in the WWE family that got. COVID-19 got it, were tested and positive for coronavirus. Um, out of those people, uh, they didn't really tell us anything. Yo, Kayla now, most, got it for a second time? Yeah, so for more, so like I was saying, so recently what happened is we initially found out, this is how I saw the breakdown, and it could have came out differently. Once again, we found out that more people got tested positive at the WWE for coronavirus, but they didn't say who. Next thing you know, QT Marshall was rescheduled because it was said that he was in contact with someone that might have had coronavirus, which is completely separate than everything else. But AEW is actually like talking about like who has coronavirus and how they're rescheduling them. 
Then we find out that John Moxley also was in contact with someone that had coronavirus, and he won't be able to appear this week. And we're hoping that he'll be there next week for Fighter Fest or in two weeks for Fighter Fest, whenever his matches. But then finally, the WWE started telling us that certain people had had coronavirus, and I don't think it was a WWE, but it was the people that actually had it. Renee Young talked about backstage getting canceled and also getting coronavirus, testing positive yeah. for it, which made the John Moxley thing make sense. Then Adam Pierce, who was one of the producers. Uh, told us shared that he actually got affected with coronavirus and then kayla braxton like you were saying and, and, and you know what it got is it though, two like, times saying that the first time that we heard about it back in march that yeah. she got it and now she's been in uh tested and positive she was still again. working after that she was still working after no that. she left i remember she wasn't on like that bump and stuff for, like a good two three weeks and then she came back finally you know and then never explained what, why you know what though let's put it this way so obviously most people in wrestling they're 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 all brothers and sisters. You got friends in different companies. You got friends in different places. Whether it's Renee or someone that's not even prominent at all, obviously she's very prominent. It would have started coming out. So I feel like if WWE could have kept it under, they would have kept it under. No, hundred percent. And just seeing the way how now all of a sudden it's 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 like a trickle, but now it almost seems like the floodgates are going to open as far as who has it, how many positive tests there are, because they obviously haven't been testing. So how many people are asymptomatic? How many people have had it and just beat it? Because I know that's maybe not as common, but, you know, if you're asymptomatic, you can have it, beat it, and you would have never known you had it. But, like, they obviously weren't doing any testing. And it's just, like, it, it just, as I was, like, thinking about it before we got ready to do the show and stuff, I'm like, this all just seems super shady. And it's, like, especially as, like, a publicly traded company and stuff like that, you look across the board, we don't know if other companies, whether it be wrestling, sports, wherever, are being completely transparent, but they've at least regularly been announcing like universities, like, Oh, this first, we have this many players that have it. Sports teams have been like this many players have gotten it. And well, it's since like, day oh, one, since day one, like other sports teams and stuff has, have yeah, so it's kind of like, like everybody else has been transparent about it. It's like, and you know what? It's WWE almost handles stuff like Donald Trump, like being yeah. truthful is like bad. Is bad PR. You know, people get sick. People are going to get this thing, but they're treating it like it's going to hurt their brand or whatever. Like, clearly there's been lockdowns and shutdowns because this is a thing that spreads. So what they're, you act, they're acting like someone getting it or people contracting it is like a bad look for them when really it's not. Yeah, they shouldn't have been doing shows, but they have been and they were allowed to do so by Florida government. So it's just like, that's that, put that aside. They, they You can't treat it like it's like bad press. And generally, for anyone that has been even just watching the news as it is, there has been a lot of conversation about how the coronavirus cases have increased in California, in Texas, and specifically Florida. And Florida was one of the first um, places to actually open up their city and get back to normal life before a lot of other states. Um, like, I know that New York's opening up right now and other places as well. Be, like, from the second I've, wave from is what coming. From on the news, though, Florida never really shut anything down. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it was one of the first places to really just, like, be normal when all this was going on. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, what do you think they do for it? Does WWE keep doing shows? Because I know for a fact, um, not for a fact, but, like, I've seen enough to know, you know, AEW's testing. Like, I've watched enough of the vlogs, of Sammy's vlogs and beating the elite. I've seen them entering the arena and having to do the tests and then moving on with their day. Like, get the wristbands they wear if they got tested, the blood tests and all this stuff. Like, they're actually testing. We have no documentation. Yeah, I mean, you've got you to respect the transparency they're not treating, they're not trying to be like, WWE acts like they're the mob. Yeah, everything's like low-key and they can get away with whatever they want. Basically. You know what? Obviously, it comes from the top. It's a, it's originally a family business that kept everything in secret because that was the nature of it. So 
obviously the upper brass still has a lot of that in them. You know, you gotta imagine if someone, if it was just like just Triple H and Stephanie in charge, something like that. That you know, maybe not even Stephanie, because Stephanie's probably just exactly like your dad. But I feel like Triple H should be pretty upfront and honest about those kinds of things. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you think they continue doing shows? Like, I know like other people, and now Kevin Owens has made the decision to stay home and not show up to tapings because he doesn't feel like it's the best decision with his family and stuff. Right do you think now, other people are going to be stepping back as well, I or what's think, the game plan? I think Go there's ahead. a lot of different ways that there's a lot of different ways that they could keep doing shows. You can do reruns. They got 50 years with the footage that they can show reruns for, and you know what? They'd probably still get half the viewers that um, Raw and SmackDown get. So if you're doing a million for a replay that's not bad you get a lot of the nostalgia views and you never you might even start getting new viewers who are like hey i want to check this stuff out i'm not sure how contracts work so i don't know if they'll be able to get full money for their tv deal but it's better than nothing like they could do sit down interviews via zoom and skype they don't need to have in the arena wrestling no and i agree with you like i don't know what what they're exactly like i think they're already trying to figure it out because tomorrow on smackdown they're going to do like a tribute to the undertaker and they're going to replay the boneyard match but i don't know if that's for the whole show like i don't know if we're still getting styles versus gulak i don't know what the situation is but uh and you know, they like, gotta do something man like i said they're because they're publicly traded they're going to do everything they can to get as many dollars as they can but i think if Expecting people to show up to work is a really bad look if you're them because, you know, WWE is still the place where people get heat for acting a certain way or thinking a certain way. So it's kind of like, you know, they almost collectively all need to be like, hey, we're not comfortable coming to the performance center because lots of people are getting hit. We're just not okay with that. Yeah, and like Kevin Owens said, I forget where he was interviewed, but he said, no, like I just told him I don't feel comfortable. And they, they, he's like, they respected my decision. They didn't even try to oh, argue you know, they, it. Like, they have to respect it. But yeah. You just, you never know how it's going to look. And I mean, like, like I said, it's, it's bullshit if people are looked at differently because they don't want to show up to work. But you know what? I don't imagine they've tested everybody. So I feel like these people that we've seen gotten it is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So I, we'll imagine see what another, I imagine I, I don't imagine they have a lot of people in the performance center for tapings, but I bet another five to ten people in that company have it. Yeah, I just you know they, they could take more precautions. Like I, I don't know how much like they're really doing. Like they should be testing more. They should maybe have the and you know, like are they there. maybe they should be wearing masks. Maybe I don't know. Like maybe some things just need to be a little more tightened because it's not a good look, man. If you're people are getting in and then now it's coming out that the people that have it are actually telling people that, oh, I got coronavirus stuff. Like Kayla Braxton has had it twice. For the longest time, people didn't think you could contact it twice. They thought you could only get it once. So it's, it's... Yeah, I had that conversation with somebody the other day. Like, if you beat it, do you have the antibodies to beat it again? Can you get it again? It's just like nobody really knows. Nobody knows. It's too much that isn't known about it. And it's hard to try to support everything else, um, you know, that's happening in the world where at the same time, the company's not even supporting their own talent in, against this pandemic, you know? <laughs> like, you think they'd want to take more care of their talent. Um, um, so maybe they're going to make some changes moving forward. Like I said, it looks like they're trying to uh, kill more time on SmackDown with throwback content for The Undertaker and whatnot. And you know what, man? This is like, if anybody who has a network knows the Chronicles and WWE 24, they're so good and so well done. Let those Whoa. people go. Let those people go to work on people you're pushing or people you want to push or people you want to start pushing. Do little 10, 15 minute packages on them. Even that little Gulak thing where he's like, oh, you got to fight uh, Daniel Bryan in Philadelphia. This is where I'm from. Like they have such good producers and people who do 
good work on the network, you could easily make a show, like I said, may not get as good a ratings as a live Raw or SmackDown would get, but you'd have quality programming. Yeah, and to your point, like they they have been re-airing a lot of shows, a lot of WrestleManias and these 24 documentaries and stuff on on Sportsnet, on Fox. Like they've been airing this stuff on FS1 for like special programming that are doing ratings. Like I'm sure if they did that for a little bit, it it would be okay. It's just that they're so hell-bent on making sure they get to the next pay-per-view, booking things properly and just keeping the show going. Which, you know what, like once again, like I appreciate them doing that, but if people are getting sick is it really worth it that is the question and even if people are getting sick and then they're off like they were already still there and they might have had it when they were there and now they were around other people and it's just like it's just not a good look if it continues hopefully it doesn't hopefully they figure out a way to you know maybe they'll start testing or something they have the money to do so i don't know but that is that about coronavirus you know i, I do want to wish renee young kayla braxton and uh, Adam Pierce and anyone else that has it who hasn't uh, released a statement or some sort of tweet or something like that is know that they have it. I hope them all a speedy recovery. hope it's not a serious case. And I hope they all can, um, you know, get back to work and get back to normal as soon as possible. It, it is a really big bummer. It just sucks. It sucks. It's a, it's a shitty situation. Um, how do you feel about WWE backstage being canceled? And now they're saying that they might only have backstage prior to pay-per-views or around important events, but otherwise it's not going to be a weekly show in the format that it was in before this pandemic and even uh, with uh, how it's been with the pandemic. But um, it's just, it's no longer a weekly show like it was. I mean, it sucks because like maybe for the first time ever, other than maybe that smack talk or whatever it was, um, they had a very authentic WWE show with, you know, other than maybe like Amber Moon, like Christian (laughs) Page, Booker T, Mark Henry, Renee, like they had, like you know, Mark Henry is a very political, told the company line guy. So I don't know, like if you listen to him on Busted Open and stuff, he's very like, yeah, really, really loves the company. But they were all, you know, critical and honest, and it was cool having an authentic show. And even if you couldn't catch it all the time, it'd be good to see clips of you know certain segments they're talking about. It sucks because it's just like you know they were finally treating their audience like they aren't stupid and kind of moving into the future like every other place in the world and. It just sucks to see it go. And I mean, that channel, that channel itself doesn't do great ratings. So I'm not sure what the reasoning would be. For yeah, that. I think I think I read what the reasoning was. And it's not it's not like it's the only show that they canceled. They were just cutting back costs in a lot of shows that FS1 was producing. Um, it was one of the many shows or a few shows that got um, cut from their budget to produce every week. It, it does suck because, you know, this was the closest we got to Punk kind of being back involved with wrestling. Are we going to see him involved with wrestling again or still? I don't know. You know, it was it Booker T getting the input from guys like Booker T and Christian and Paige and Mark Henry every week and stuff was cool. The promo classes were cool when they got to do the show in the studio. And it, and it, to that point, like, uh, like I, I'm a big Renee Young fan because both shows that she was killing it on, which was talking smack and this, that felt authentic and real and let the wrestlers be themselves and felt l- less under the microscope of the WWE script writing and that production. Like, it seemed like they had more freedom on these shows, whether it was talking smack or whether it was... Honestly, it was nice finally seeing them criticize their product on their own yeah. platform. Saying, like, this doesn't make sense. Because you know what? They, they have created this world where they're showing us the behind the scenes. They're showing us the documentaries. You know, even back when they did the, the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior, like, they've created all this world. Oh, WWE they've, they've, is they've a propaganda us, machine. They, they've made us crave this sort of content. So the fact that it took this long to have people criticizing their own product on like their own programming is honestly bizarre. Cause like, like I said, you look at NBA, you look at NFL, you listen to games 
while the games are going on, people like the announcers are actively criticize the well, game, everything the that, league. The, the league always get criticized on the broadcast. The, everything that and WWE I know does. we're not going to get that on Raw or SmackDown, but at least we got it somewhere. And it's just, yeah. I, it's just, I don't know. It seems like there's they're very hesitant to just move into the future, you know. Well, everything the WWE does is to fit its own narrative, right? When it's produced by the WWE, this was something that was even talking smack in a sense was to, you know, promote its own narrative and its own angles. Where backstage was unique because as much as it was still under the WWE umbrella, it was kind of like a Fox show, which gave them the. Oh, you're um, still on that? <laughs> no, but I just mean it gave them the opportunity. Oh, to, getting deja, getting deja vu here. No, I just mean it gave them the opportunity to. Like, I don't think if it was a fully WWE store show, they would have hired Punk. You know what I mean? Like that was like so. Like it gave them the opportunity to do things that we wouldn't have seen all the time. Those celebrities that are on there we might not see on a WWE produced show all the time, like David Arquette. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was cool. Um, with these extra shows like the bump and backstage and stuff that they get to do stuff like that but at the same time it's just yeah it's a bummer because i enjoyed it like they had brett on it last and it was cool to see punk and brett interact with each other and punk asking him questions because you know he grew up a big bret hart fan too. i love like, how they call i love how he's just like hey what the, uh i'm not booked or whatever and they ended up they ended up telling him to come on that day yeah. you almost think it would have been better too if they kind of just had punk on there every week uh, if I can be, uh, from my opinion, because I mostly tuned I'm, in when I knew Punk was going to be on there. Yeah, same here. I'm guessing he just didn't want to. Yeah, or they probably, they probably would have had to pay him way more. Yeah, I, I'm thinking he just didn't want to. Yeah, but um, I'm going to miss backstage. It's one of those shows, like, talking smack. Like, I know they're doing Raw Talk now, and it's Samoa Joe and Charlie Caruso. It's good, too, but it's just not the same as Brian. Maybe it's just Renee Young. I think I really do like Renee Young, and I want to give her credit where credit's due. Like, the shows that she's on and she's hosting and stuff. She's, like, she's honestly, good. she's too good at her job, and she's too probably good for WWE. And the, and the difference between Renee and Charlie, and I like Charlie, is that Renee actually seemed like she had relationships with a lot of the talent where they were, like, friends, and they had, like, jokes and Char- so forth. Charlie, for... Charlie is really bad at being a wrestling host. And she's just really professional. She, like, she's no, professional. No, she's not really professional. She's cooker cutter. She has one emotion. She asks horrible questions. It's, she's not good. But you see her on ESPN. She's good at real sports. She does good. Like she's really bad at wrestling. Every one of her questions is stupid. And she's Maybe. always doing that same voice, that same inflection. Like it's just I I don't know why, but she I've. Since day one, I haven't seen her grow at all. I think she's very bad at her job. Yeah, so like I like Joe. Like Joe's good on the but I just I think it's Renee's the the special person that makes these shows seem a lot better because she's just There's, good at what she does. In, in in any realm of entertainment, you're not gonna find many better hosts. Like Renee can run the whole show. So how about this? Hey, you see this? What's that? That's Becky Lynch. Oh, I like that. I like it too. She changed her hair color and it looks really well. For those that are obviously just listening, because this is just an audio form podcast, but we, I just showed him a recent picture of Becky Lynch and she's uh, dyed her hair and it looks really good. So shout out to Becky Lynch. No, that's her natural hair color. Is it? I don't know what her natural hair color is. You I didn't think, think that orange think is her natural orange. hair no, color? I didn't think it was orange, but I thought it was like maybe like black or something. I honestly I think, so. I think she's I think she's blonde naturally, to be honest. I think she's, I thought she had like brown hair. Like I always just assumed she had like brown yeah, hair. Yeah, I think it's like dirty. I think it's like dirty blonde or something. Because this isn't really brown. Yeah, this is probably like dirty blonde, brown, blonde or something. But this I like it. It looks good. It has been dyed though, because like, there is like that ombre effect thing going on here. But like... Ombre? Yeah, like where it like, changes colors midway down and shit. But uh... That's an actual word? Yeah, I have, why do you, you know have, that? You have girlfriends, don't you? What the hell? Um, you never talk about hair and stuff. Yeah, they say they say, does my hair look nice? And I say, yeah, it looks great. I've had the uh, I might do it this color or that color. Can you Google this? Tell me what you think of it, and I'd have to go look at it. Yeah, so. I get that all the time, and I just say, and I, you just kind of got to pick up on which one they want you to pick. So you just say the one they want. No, I actually go look because I'm like, what if it looks stupid? But <laughs> it won't look stupid. Girls aren't stupid. Girls know how to look good. Mm. 
I don't know. Um, moving forward, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know better than girls know, but I just mean like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. Undertaker, do you think he's retiring or what? No. Same here. Um, I don't think it just doesn't make sense. For I just no. we've seen it too many times where he like there was a 24 after I think WrestleMania 33 where he's like I think this is it. This is where I ride out in the sunset, and then he came back. And if that he's, if that documentary told us anything, it was a really good documentary. Is that the Undertaker always says he's done and he always comes back? He's, he too, healthy. Got, he's too healthy, dude. I don't know about that. I just think it's like if anything too, like this set up for the perfect return to come back for one more match. Because now people want to see this, that one more match. It's with fans, with an audience. I think, which I don't I even know if I'd enjoy that. But I hope it happens at like Roadblock or Payback or something. I hope it happens. At no, Survivor I'm just, I'm, I'm just joking. Dude. Oh, joking. I was hoping it happens at Survivor Series this year because it'll be exactly thirty years. He can. No, let's hope for next year. Who knows if we're gonna have crowd yet? Yeah, no, I need to be in front of an audience. That's for sure. But you, you know, see, I, I enjoyed the last episode. I loved how they put AJ. Did you see over. what? Did you see what yeah. Meltzer said? Uh, I think it was Meltzer Alvarez said about AEW. No. They're like, if they stop doing shows, they're going to go out of business. They're like, they don't have the resources to stay open through that. Through not doing shows? Mm-hmm. Who said that? Well, if that's a case, then doing shows. One of their... It was either Meltzer or Alvarez, like two biggest fanboys on the planet. So, I mean, they wouldn't say that unless they actually no, thought No, I'm not saying that, but I don't see any reason for them not to be doing shows because they are properly testing stuff. I just don't see that happening. Who knows? Um, who knows how long Renee's had it? So, who knows how long Moxie's been uh, uh, like near it? So, who knows how many people Moxie passed it to there? And didn't someone else have it there too? QT Marshall, that's the only person that was in uh, proximity of someone that had it. He's that guy that's always following Dustin around, right? Yeah. <laughs> why is why is why is he even around? Like, who? What is he? He owns a wrestling school with Glacier, and it's called then the Nightmare just, Nightmare Wrestling School. Like, and, stay there and keep training people. Why are you? And on he's TV? like he's like Cody's and 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 Dustin guys' his friend. And what does he add to the product? Uh, he's a funny character. He's doing the diamond cutter now. He's getting mentored by Diamond Dallas Page because he's like an older guy trying to have his big break, and it's like a funny little skit. Okay. Uh, he's got some angle with Ali, who just totally abandoned the Blade and the Butcher, which is fine with me. But Ali's dope. Yeah, I don't mind QT, but I get what you're saying because like, who is he? Like, where did he come from? I totally understand. He's just, that. Like, just like a guy. And yeah, the, he's like a he's like a Danny Birch. And that speaks a lot of volumes because, um, like, I don't know. The, like, I don't know. Uh, it's QT. <laughs> it's QT. I don't know. <laughs> um, other than that, I, don't, I honestly don't watch enough for my opinion to be really that valid, anyway. So um, I take what I, take what no, I see. He, he's good. He's talented. He's good at what he does. He's a good. I've, I've only seen the. I've only seen one match. So, like I said, take my opinion. He's not a bad role. wrestler or anything. By no means, he's good. He's decent. He's a, he's a good character. I do get. I get the. I get the sentiment though. Like, where did he come from? Who is this guy? Because unless you're a hardcore wrestling fan that watches the independents, I guess in that East Coast area, you might know him. But it's one of those situations. Like, oh, this person's like a big star in like Chikara, and I'm like, I, I don't. I've never really watched. Yo, didn't, Ch- didn't Chikara get canceled too? Yeah, let's talk about all these sexual allegations and stuff that are going on. Um, the speaking up movement. Um, it, it, honestly, like uh, straight up, genuinely, it is it is a beautiful thing. I'm glad that women are speaking up. They've been mistreated in the wrestling industry. I think the women have it the hardest in the wrestling industry. Um, you know, they go in there and they want to be trained or they want to break into this business and they have a hard time because at the end of the day, since very long since a very long time ago, wrestling's kind of always been like a boys' club in a sense, and you know, uh, it kind of still is in in the UK for sure and um a bunch of allegations are coming out a lot of women talk about you know trainers taking uh privilege of their power and talking to them in a different way or trying to flirt with them or 
you know, sexually assault them. And then it spun out to be not just about trainers and other wrestlers that were sexually assaulting women that were trying to break into the business. Fans started coming out, underage fans, or who were underage at some point, talking about how wrestlers took advantage of them. And then it got even larger where almost um, it just, it just, it, it's just blown up. And look, it, it, there, this is the thing that sucks about it is because there are women that are telling true stories that you can genuinely believe they got the, all the proof to back it up and all of that and you believe them but there has been a few crazies that have made up fake a- allegations just to kind of get attention and you know and and people are going to believe it because it's, it's happening at the same time and um there was a there was a woman that tried to accuse um el phantasmo but then if you w- looked at her page and all the stuff you can tell she's like the biggest el phantasmo fan and was trying to get his attention for the longest time and was like an, an el phantasmo stalker and everyone busted her and i was like this is why you can't believe anyone and that sucks when there's stupid people that ruin it for the people that are actually being courageous and speaking about speaking out about situations that happen to them because it's a bummer but let's talk about the people we've seen has been called come, out come coming up in the as a woman anybody who made it out of britain is like i'm i'm giving them extra props now dude like holy what a cesspool dude yeah that's yeah. just gross that the NXT just UK roster and you know what let's, and let's just say let's just say and, and not even to do with anything even let's just put the underage some of the girls that have been underage aside let's just say they're both adults just the predatory behavior just like man mm-hmm. take no for an answer dude or even take we the all, silence we're or not guys, responding for we're an guys, We're guys. We get turned down all the time. Most mm-hmm. of us take it and move on, man. Yeah, half of the NXT UK roster was was called out as sexual predators, and it was from women that are on the independent scene in the UK or started training there and stuff. A lot of trainers it just, and it's a lot of manipulation and stuff too it's not even just like you know there's obviously been the fair share of stories of you know guys and you know forcing women into their hotel rooms or getting them drunk enough and toxic and actually sexually assaulting them but there's been a lot of stories of just manipulation stopping people threatening people about their bookings and whether they're going to get in the business they don't listen to what you say and this and that You're trying to get so trying to get someone blackballed for not sleeping with you like that's just some coward shit yeah or just manipulating someone's emotions and feelings because you have some sort of like vendetta against them and there's just a lot of stuff but then you know we've seen action been taken you know uh jimmy havoc was called out and he was suspended and and all of that we saw another british guy and then we saw guys like joey ryan get called out david Starr, who've all kind of just disappeared from social media the joey ryan stories I'm, I'm, I'm honestly i'm honestly glad that all these people are coming out and exposing joey ryan because the guy has done so many things to make it embarrassing to be a wrestling fan. And he has always come off as just so creepy. And you know what? All the people that have like taken his back or turned a blind eye, like you guys are assholes too. Yeah. Cause that's a, that's a common thing in a lot of companies where it's like other guys have known and stuff, but nobody, nobody ever really spoke up on behalf of the women or anything. And that, that is a problem. Um, like I said, like wrestling at times does still feel like it is just a boys club. And even though we have women's revolutions happening and women main eventing and all this stuff, it doesn't mean that like it's easy for women to break into the wrestling industry which is still a male dominated world. You know, it's, it's like, it's, um, it's, it's insane. And Joey Ryan's one of those guys that obviously he had a, he had a position of power. He's really known in the business. He had, he ran his own independent company. It's really popular in bar wrestling. Um, he was well connected to almost like he's connected to people in every company right now. If you look at every company, Joey oh, Ryan has just, friends in every company. It was just a, it was just a fun gimmick. Oh, it's just, don't take it too seriously. Well, doesn't it make all the, the bootplexes and the dick flips seem weird now. And like, Never liked it. 
never liked him. I um, was never with it, but I I I have to admit that like I I I, ta- I accepted it at some point. Like I never was a fan of it, but at some point I was like, it's what he does. Okay, whatever. And I mean to the point where like the I, first, I, from the first day his little dick cliff went viral, and people started people non wrestling fans started sending me that video. I have hated that guy. Oh, uh, and trust me, you know I've, how many I've, people I've had to message saying that's not wrestling. This guy's a loser. Like, no, do you know like how many times I've gone to shows and Joey Ryan was booked on the show, and I'm there with either like my cousins or some friends from out of, like when I'm in California or if I'm here in Vancouver. Guys and like Joey see, Ryan's, guys like Mick Foley and Ken Shamrock taking it. Like, have some. And Joey Ryan's, d- Joey Ryan's dick flipping people, and I'm just like, oh, this is not like all wrestling. Wrestling's not all like this. It's just this guy does this stuff. It's different on. It's different on the independents. You wouldn't see you this in the WWE. And you know what? If you're somebody that took it and really needed the payday, respect. I got no problem with somebody getting their money. Yeah, it almost makes uh, like uh, the stuff Jim Cornette was saying about him. Almost all, like all those bootplexes. He each show he was probably asking for which girl he could work with. Yeah, it just and you know what, man? Like, um, and it's not even just that. Like, if you guys actually read into the allegations that were put against him, like, there's a lot of women, obviously, in the independent wrestling scene that trusted him and thought of him as a friend. And as you know, like, I have girls who are just friends of mine that I'd probably never date in my life. I to break that trust and like get them in a position where like they trust you enough that they're like, oh yeah, I'll wait for you in your whole travel room. It's cool. Like we're friends, and you walk out naked or you start making things awkward to the point where you have to apologize and then say let's just act like this never happened and actually act like nothing ever happened the next day like that stuff's not cool man take advantage of people friendships and people that actually um look up to you or or value you as a mentor or something and you're just out there you know taking advantage of that like it's a shitty situation um obviously there are some situations that um that hit home too like we have the stuff happening at eccw with natch getting called out for a lot of uh the big guy at ecw one of the owners he was getting called out for a lot mm-hmm. of um you know just being uh just crude and making sexual comments and bets and just making people feel uncomfortable in that company where a lot of the a lot of the like similar to chakara a lot of the people started quitting and what happened with chakara is chakara shut down well, i've only i've only and, seen one mention of chakara fill me in on that one i'm not, it's pretty much the same thing there was there was a word of, but they've shut down right yeah, they just they just said the company's done. Well, it's the same thing that's happened with ECW. That's what's trying to relate it. People just started quitting. Like, I'm not going to work with this company anymore. No I'm not going to work with this company anymore. No to the point where it's just like, okay, we're just going to fold, I guess, because I don't know. Like, I can't. That's probably not the full story, but that's the way I saw it on Twitter when I was reading through. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then you know those other situations, for example, um, where I think people need to line up a bit, like the Sammy Guevara situation. Was that bad? A hundred percent. Should he have said that? A hundred percent. He shouldn't have said that. But the way I that honestly, it played out, I I, honestly, I'm not trying to give him credit, but like I will honestly, I will honestly say, and obviously something I wouldn't say today, nothing I'm proud of, but I have heard that joke. Obviously, it's a bad joke, but I've heard that joke made about girls for years and years and years. I mean, when a guy says it, all they mean is like, yeah, she's really hot. I know, and then but that's like, what I'm like, but like say, obviously saying it. It's not good. It's not something to joke about, guys. We we say dumb shit, but it is. It's it is it is something that a lot of guys have said just to say like oh yeah i think she's really hot and i mean i think he did a good job of the way he owned up to it no 100 percent. so like someone pulled up a, a podcast that he was on like four years ago where he mentioned sasha banks Yo, all the people, all the, people the WWE digging, and, all the people that go digging for shit are such losers man and he was like um basically he just said uh that he saw sasha banks with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Backstage, and he wanted to rape her, and then they quickly moved on to, like, was it WWE tried or not, and then got pulled up and brought back out. Now, due to due to that, like, it blew up because, you know, we're in the middle of the midst of the whole speaking out movement, and uh, Sammy apologized and all of that. You know, literally, he could have said anything else. He could have said that she's gorgeous or, like, I want him to hit it up, or, like, yeah. anything. He could have said, I want to fuck her, to be honest. He could have said that, and that would have been more maybe tolerable than the R word saying rape, you know, cause that's, that's a strong and heavy word. It holds a lot of power behind yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Especially in the current climate of what's happening in the wrestling world and just the world generally in the past. But it's just like, I know a lot years. of guys out there. I, a lot of the guys, I know a lot of guys out there won't admit it because you have to like virtue signal and show that you're so like high and mighty. But and, like, and, we've, and all, I, we've all heard it, and a lot of us have used it. I'm not trying to defend Sammy because he definitely should not have said that it wasn't the right. I'm not of saying words. that at all, but I'm saying like there's going to be a lot of guys out there that pretend it's not something they'd say or that nobody they know would say that, which is total bullshit. We've all now, heard it to that point. Like, I, and I was thinking to myself, I know a lot of people on Twitter were like, "Well, he's 21; he should have known better." Even then, he's a grown adult. I'm 28 years old right now, and I promise you, I there's stuff I probably thought or said at 21 that I don't believe in anymore, or I shouldn't have said. Because I've just grown. I'm saying myself, like I, I'm, I do. My point about saying that is like I do believe people grow and change. I think then he probably thought that was edgy and funny and cool, and then he grew up and was like, "Oh, that's so lame. I should never have said that." Dorky. The only problem is it was on a public forum on a podcast. I'm not saying that um, if he should still be saying that off the off the podcasting too. But I just think at that age in your early 20s, we say like I, I do think people grow. Like I probably said a lot of dumb shit that I would never say today, but that's because I grew up and things have changed and I've gone through different share my life that forced me to grow up and i do think you grow between 21 and 22 you grow between 22 and 23 every week month year you pass in your life you everyone grows so and i do think that if you're thinking someone our brains aren't even fully developed at 21 and i do think that sammy's apology was sincere wasn't because he got caught that he apologized i really think it was sincere he probably heard that back was like crap like why was i like that when i was younger Obviously, he apologized because he got caught. No, of course, but I don't think. I don't otherwise, think he, there's nothing to apologize for. No, but, but the I fact, don't. But the fact that he apologized right away and was like, "Yeah, that was really shitty." Like that's all you can do, man. You've been, you 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 become right-handed. It came out, and the thing is, Sasha's also not an idiot too. She's come up in the business around the guys. She's probably had guy friends. So I'm sure she's heard it said before. Like I said, I it's it's not an uncommon way for guys to basically tell their friends that I think she's really hot. So to so to that point though, like I can tell you guys firsthand because I, I, I you know I know people in Sammy's camp, I know people on the other side and stuff too. That Sasha and Sammy did talk to each other. He did apologize. What? You're not letting me finish, man. So they talked to each other, and I, I'm gonna give you guys some deets. First things first. He apologized. She accepted it. She wasn't even that mad about it, from what I've heard. Uh, obviously, she thought it was dumb. She kind of gave him the four and one about you know like you shouldn't be saying stuff like that and like it's a bad look. She was actually more concerned about him actually getting in trouble in his wrestling career, getting ruined over something like this. She and her husband also laughed because they're like we're sure that fans say a lot more dumb stuff about her because she's in the public eye like that, very similar to that. And um, it was very cordial and whatnot. So from a fan perspective, no, not everybody knows that this happened, but everyone does that's know. Pretty that much they, everything. That's pretty much everything she put in her statement. Yeah, but like it's just more like I I don't want people to know like. She wasn't even that angry about it for those like Sasha stands out there that are still thinking like Sammy should get fired. Sammy should get fired. Like, oh, Sasha, like she wasn't even that mad about it. She was obviously upset about it, but she wasn't that mad about it. And they talked and they're cool. And 
for fans out there that are trying to like be like Sammy needs to be fired. Sammy, I, I think what AEW did was right. They had to if do anything, something. She, if anything, the most annoying thing is just like, dude, why'd you have to say my name? Because now I have to deal with it too. Yeah, and and the biggest thing is um like and as fans, like I think we should look at it like this. There's a lot more. There's a lot of other sexual allegations and stuff out there that are way more serious that were were physical. And I, I don't. I'm not saying that other ones mean less than other ones, but like there's ones that are crazy out there. That this one, I don't even want to put it in the same category with what happened with Sammy and Sasha. It's more of a misunderstanding and just like a stupid comment that that should. That's have been people. Made. That's people. Everybody sees. What's going on and they're just trying to get you know throw sammy you know there too because there's a and this is what makes some of these it really makes me sad about like when something like serious like this is going on it's so hard for women to come out and speak about these stories for a number of reasons it sucks to relive it it sucks to think about it it could hurt your career prospects so when you have other people come in and like just want to pile on and like just add nothing to it like some people do get a kick out of you know, stirring up old shit or just, you know, trying to throw gas on the fire where it's like the people who actually like went through something and, you know, had to relive this experience. Like you're really taking away from their experiences and their yeah. struggle. And that, that really sucks when that happens. Oh, a hundred percent. And, um, and like to my point from everything I was sharing before is that like as fans, if something like what happened with Sammy happens, and the two parties talk to each other and they come into an agreement and he is being punished for it by being suspended without pay and all this other stuff. Like we should be okay with that. Like that's like, if they, if they, if they reconcile this, the whole situation with each other, then that's all that really matters. It would have been different if he apologized, but she never accepted. We didn't know it. Like they gave us enough information to let us know that, Hey, we even talked and we're cool. Like everyone just drop it now. It's fine. And still people are going to have, so just take it easy, man. And that's not me defending Sammy. That's not me not supporting Sasha. You guys all know how big of a Sasha Mark I am. Um, you guys know, I think Sammy's dope, but at the, uh, just like, you know, I don't, uh, with everything else going on, like that's so minuscule with all the Joey Ryan and all this other disgusting stuff happening in the UK scene and people whipping out their dicks and getting people in hotel rooms or having people black out and taking advantage of them. Like this is not that big of a deal. It was very poor choice of words. And I hope we can just move on for that. And I hope when Sammy does eventually one day return to AEW because he is suspended indefinitely that fans don't give him such a hard time because of this because it's just so minuscule compared to all the other stuff like don't get me wrong if joey ryan showed up on tv again then yeah give him a hard time knock yourself out but like just just know where the levels are with this stuff because unfortunately there is levels because people are taking advantage of this because i really I, 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 I really don't think that's something he should have been suspended for find him find him no find him put out a statement he came out and apologized right yeah. away i mean there's nothing really else you can do suspending the guy's not going to make it go away it's not find him make it public that you find him he apologized aw you could say this was a 2017 thing we didn't know about this this doesn't reflect our values yada yada like you don't need to respect the young guy for it i and i i agree with you but i think it's just because I, as a company in the position they were in in the in the situation that was going on they would have had so much backlash if they didn't do anything so that's they made a decision and I, that's fine um let's talk about something else that's going to be really interesting to see now is tessa blanchard just got released from her uh impact contract and stripped from the the men's world title that she was holding um never should have had that belt that's for sure. where do you think she's going because there's i read some, just and this just happened as we're recording this this has all just been announced like in the last couple of hours and i've already read some stuff that that kind of made my mind think uh first things first like yeah like you know people are like let's 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 let her see her go to the wwe she can work with charlotte Yo, you know what, man? Like, let me let me just finish or 
Or you can go like she can go over there and like obviously people like Sasha, I mean Charlotte versus Tessa, Charlotte versus Tessa would be dope. But then you're like, oh, maybe she's gonna end up going to AEW or something because her dad's there. She could have boost up that division, this and that. The thing that came up in a, on Twitter that stood out to me, and I think it was actually Ryan Sand that said, you know, with the allegations of her using the N word and stuff in the past, would it be a good look for her to show up? Like, would WWE want to take that risk to bring her in and just avoid that that ever happened? Or do you see AEW bringing her in and avoid that ever happened? Wouldn't it be harder for AEW to do that because they did they went lengths to just go out of the way and ban Hulk Hogan and Linda Hogan for similar situations? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I heard that while she was away living in Mexico, there like she's not even sending in promos and stuff that they can use on their shows. Like these Impact pushed her hard for like a year, made her the champion. And, you know, this goes back to what everybody's always said about her since day one. Bad attitude. It's a big reason she was never in WWE. Bad attitude. They didn't want to touch her. And, you know, a lot of people end up in WWE because they get better attitudes. Look at someone like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. They're always talking about having bad attitudes. Clearly, nobody says that about Kevin Owens anymore. But but anyways, like, T- Tessa, first of all, seems like a shitty person. I don't want to see her, see her end up anywhere. People have not really ever liked her as long as I've heard her name being bandied around. She seems like she has a horrible attitude. I, I don't think either locker rooms are going to be better off with her. I don't think she's as big of a star as she thinks she is or as Impact trying to push her as. I mean, and I, if I'm WWE, I wouldn't take that risk because not only do a lot of her the locker room probably dislike her, I mean, you can't get away from the fact that you have this one very specific, clear example of her, you know, saying racist and acting like a total bitch, but you've had people back it up and say, like, you know, you believe me too, you believe me too. So, I mean, that's not why would AEW or WWE want to mess with their locker room? She's not that big of a star that it'd be worth it. She's not like a Ronda Rousey or something. No, 100%. In a sense, she could be problematic. And I think that's a running trend with a lot of wrestlers right now that are either being called out for stuff or have been called out for stuff in the past when it comes to Tessa, when it comes to the sexual allegations. The wrestling world now has a problem with making sure they don't have talent on their roster or do in positions of power where they can be problematic. The wrestling world has become a problematic place, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I think I agree with you. I, like, I, It's going to be hard for either company to really take her, and they're going to deal with some backlash right off the bat. It's just who's going to deal with it better if she does go to one of those two big companies. I don't know. Like I said, AEW, it would be really interesting if she went there, the, considering the way Tony Khan has handled other people that have done similar things in the past or said similar things in the past. And it'll be interesting. She goes to WWE who almost, I think would have an easier time ignoring anything that she's done in the past because they're the WWE. And I feel like they're pros at that. Like you said, they're like, they they act like they're the mafia sometimes. Like honestly, (laughs) if I'm like, if, if I'm one of the guys that had to treat her like she was a threat and then she leaves without even dropping the strap, I'd be choked. Well, I do think like I, I just it's gonna be interesting to see exactly what happens with her. Um, I know she's like in your opinion, she's not a really big star and whatnot. I'm not gonna sit and tell you she's a big star either, but she's a person that people know, and there's a lot of women's wrestlers that I had no idea about until this past week. And she has some stock with her. Just who is gonna want to that risk and deal with her bad attitude if she does have a bad attitude, you know? And I don't know, like, uh, someone commented, I think, on one of the posts that I posted about Tessa, that, like, one of the reasons why she didn't end up with the WWE in the first place after the Mayan Classic was because her and Triple H didn't get along or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the, the, WWE was signing everyone and anyone at that time, and she didn't get signed. What did that tell you? Yeah. So the likelihood of her when AEW is higher. Like, that whole diamond thing she has going on, like, sh- that's not a gimmick. Like, I guarantee she believes that shit. Yeah. 
I the only my only selling point for AEW is that her dad's there, and you know having her dad maybe managers and stuff like uh, kind of similar to Flair and Flair Charlotte and Rick. But AEW AEW's whole culture is inclusive, inclusive, inclusive. You can't sign her anytime soon. Yeah. We'll see what happens to Tessa Blanchard. I'm um, speaking of AEW. Uh, I know you didn't probably didn't watch this week. The, the only thing that really it was a good show. I, I saw most it of really it. Good. I saw most of it this week. I actually thought it was a really good show. Uh, the ratings fell like by a hundred thousand this week compared to NXT. Like, and they're like in the six hundred thousand people watching compared to the usual seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand. So I don't know what that's a sign of, but I thought it was a good show. I enjoyed the lumberjack match. I enjoyed the FTR versus SCU and everything that happened after with the Lucha Bros and stuff. Um, I, I enjoyed the the press conference with Cody Rhodes and, and Jack Jake Hager. I thought um Arn and Cody both cut really promos that really got me invested. And I was like, Cody's great on the mic. I don't care what people say. Like every time he starts talking, I'm with it i believe what he's saying and so it comes off a little cheesy sometimes sure does it come off a little no, it's not it's not even cheesy i think he's great sure. it's just it's, it's, it's just sometimes he takes too long to get to the point yeah it doesn't come on it just it's but at least you know it's most of, most of most of his promos would be a 10 out of 10 video package yeah well, with a little, bit of, with a little bit of music dark light some clips from like if he took if he cut like a two minute promo across four weeks and then they chopped that up into like an eight minute video that would be sick <laughs> yeah, but, but either way, I, either way, I would still, I still would say he's a great promo. There's no way. I mean, I think if you don't think he's great on the mic, you, you got to be an idiot or you're not paying attention. Yeah, he knows I, what I he's know. doing. I really like that press conference. I like, and he's one of the it. most authentic people you're gonna see on wrestling. That's what, and his promos always come off authentic. Like everything he's saying, it genuinely feels like he he means it and he actually feels always. that way. And that's oh, yeah. why I think I always get sucked into them. It's like, yeah, he's saying some stuff. And you're probably like, oh, well, like, okay, whatever. But it's like, but you know, he actually feels that way. So it's like, the thing is with it. him too, like, he's just a positive dude, man. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I've never actually cons- thought that he comes off cheesy. Sometimes I think he takes a long way around to get to the point. But I know what you mean, how he could come off cheesy. And I just, I, he's just a positive dude, man. I know. And, and that's what me saying next. I actually really like No, no, I know. Things. You're saying the same thing. Like, you get, you could get how some people would call him cheesy. But there are people in my comment section sometimes, like, oh, like, what do you mean his promo is good? It's so cheesy. This and that. And then I look at him, I'm like, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, like, that's just who he is. He's, like, he's not, like, a lot of people actually, to be honest with you, like, and I think it's just more like the wrestling side of things. They like him more as a heel, which I don't think, I, I don't know. I feel like I, the whole time I've really been investing in Cody, he's been a good guy since like all in and whatnot. So I did see some of his heel stuff, but like I've seen more of his good good guy stuff and I'm behind it where um, I don't know, maybe he's a better heel. Or I'm going to have to wait and see when he starts cutting promos as a heel. Like I've seen him as a heel in the WWE, but never post WWE. Like I've seen him when he was kind of feuding with the Bullet Club within, but like never like full heel promos and stuff yet. So I don't know. Um, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a while and take, you know, a real good foe to actually turn him full heel. Cause like he's just way, he's, he's the guy there, man. Like he's the ultimate baby face, the ultimate underdog. No, hundred percent. Like he's their top guy. That it's it's crazy that he's not the world champion. Sometimes I think about it. But um, the FTR match with SCU was dope, man. It's great to see them there. That was tag team wrestling at its finest. I love the little details of them, like making sure that holding the tag rope and making sure their tags are very evident because they always make fun of like the Lucha Bros for not tagging and stuff like that. Just like the little details were cool. The Young Bucks came out to save them, and it's been booked as an eight man tag. That's not just the Lucha Bros. The first few weeks, 
their tag team are just getting ripped on because it's like, is there any rules? Yeah, no, that's even I felt the same way with the lumberjack match. I don't know if there isn't no count outs for lumberjack matches, but having Jim Ross say something like, Oh, the referee is giving liberty to like if he didn't say that, I would have just assumed there's no count outs at lumberjack matches because those guys, the referee gave them all the time in the world to do their spots and make it back to the JR ain't letting nothing slip. Yeah, <laughs> he's not letting anything slip. Like if he didn't say that, I would just assume lumberjacks matches don't have count outs. But uh when he when they were out of the ring and, and Jim Ross is like, Well, I guess they're just giving the referee's giving liberty for this match yeah. if you he's, didn't say that i would think the it, was stupid. people say he's burying stuff on tv he's not burying anything on tv but he's not talking to us like we're idiots yeah no 100 um and but the main thing i want to talk about when it comes to dynamite the thing that stood out to me the most personally was the orange cassidy chris jericho segment it was just good i don't know i love it was awesome i thought jericho, it was awesome jericho ripping ripping on him he's he he was Ripping at Cassie while putting him over. Like, I thought you were weird. I thought you were an embarrassment. I called Tony Khan guys and I said, why are you guys hiring this guy? And they're like, the people love him. And then I saw you thing and I actually thought it was good and this and that. But now I'm getting sick. Like, he put him over, tore him down, put him over, tore him down. You know, said, you know, if he does little little kick things to me, I'm going to knock your brains out and all this stuff. And, and it ends with him <laughs> doing the shin kicks. Yeah. And then he does the shin Honestly, kicks. Honestly, since October, Jericho's had the most entertaining run in the history of wrestling that I am aware of. Yeah, and it's it whether just, it's up or down, it's consistent. And remember, this is Jericho without a script. This is Jericho just being Jericho, and it was good. And he put Cassidy over. Cassidy did exactly what he needed to do. He didn't talk. He put the mic down, put his hands in his pocket, did the shin kicks. You know, then Jericho broke his glasses. They started brawling. Cassidy got some blood again, and he uh, he you know Superman punched Jericho through a table. It was a good way to end the show. I thought I was with it. That's about it for AEW. Um, on the Raw side of things, I, I things that started to me was obviously I, I'm glad that Andrade and Garza are, are putting their focus on the tag titles. I was not ready to see them break up yet. I like how they had tension in Zelina's way. They're fixing that tension. It's like, why don't you guys work together and go after the tag belts? Smart move. Um, MVP with Bobby Lashley is great. Them trying to um, get Apollo Crews with them is an interesting angle. Uh, I know you probably don't care, but, you know, Nia Jax injuring, injuring Charlotte is like, you know, obviously yeah, she'll so injure her, go for so surgery. Her, so she can go get her tits done or her chin done or her nose done or... She's I mean, going she's to already get her, some, She's already had her. She's already had her face worked on like seven times. Okay, she's going to get some surgery. I'm a Charlotte fan. Um, selective I surgery. Think, I do. Which think, in COVID, I thought they weren't even allowing collective surgery. Selective but I think right I think for a lot of fans, it's a blessing in disguise. We all just assumed Charlotte wasn't to come. We thought she was going to run the Raw division. Oscar finally beat her in Raw for the first time ever after all these years. And. Uh, and just don't gone. get too comfortable because whether it's SummerSlam, Survivor Series, or Rumble, she's going to come back and ruin everything we've been enjoying so much. So if if you are one of the fans that are like Devin, enjoy this time. Be grateful I'm for I'm not going to enjoy it. The Charlotte free time. Because as soon as I start enjoying it, she's going to show up, do the worst strut of all time, have a totally brand new face, <laughs> and do a big boot that completely misses someone's face, and then woo like a freaking sewage rat Charlotte fan, i don't agree with a lot of this but it is kind of funny that you say these things um dolph ziggler's on raw now he got traded for aj styles him and bob Roode on raw obviously bob Roode's still the man that hold the, the man that holds the records for uh filler title shots yeah so now ziggler's back going to drew mcintyre saying it should have been me and uh i love that I, I love that that's a good joke <laughs> <laughs> should have been, been me, Drew. Should have been me. Yeah. He has so many different phases. Yelling, serious, slow random, motion. doing other people's entrances. <laughs> we need that? Ziggler in a. We need Ziggler in a hair match. His hair's gotta go. 
Oh my god, but yeah, so Ziggler is going against Drew at Extreme This is going to be good. This is going to be good. The promos are going to be good. And I told you from before Drew even got the belt, he just needs to have just a run of wins. Who cares who they are? Just going to run of wins. And talking about promos, um, Edge cut a hell of a promo this week. Um, obviously, he's not coming back anytime soon. Just, I thought it was really cool that they had him do something this week on around cut that promo. Um, it was really good. Uh, if you didn't watch the Edge promo, like we've talked about this, me and Devin, the entire time since he's been back. Like obviously, with all his acting experience he's had in his nine years off, like he just gotten so much good. So I mean, so much better with the facial expressions and the selling so the story oh, <laughs> and the face good. and all that stuff. But. Uh, He's having some sick thoughts right now. Some real sick thoughts. Yeah, he's 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 gonna be the Razor Superstar baby when he comes back. But uh, other than that, like I'm not, I don't like, I don't know. This is 2013 all over again. We're getting Big Show versus Randy Orton. It looks like at Extreme Rules, and as much as hot as Randy Orton is, and as much as I love the Big Show, I have no interest in that. To be honest, <laughs> I really hope Randy makes fun of his show. I hope we just punch him in the head next week or something and we can just move on because I trust me guys, I love the big show. Go watch the big show show on Netflix. He's one of my favorite guys to like just be like, where's the big show? Because he's just such a like he's one of those characters I just I've loved for years now, but like I, I don't want to see how him. How many how many times is he gonna go good guy, bad guy in the next I don't party? know, but it almost feels like Natalia's catching up to him with this whole good guy, bad guy thing. Stephanie's uh, gonna show up and just start slapping him 30 times. Yeah. I have an um, ironclad contract, guys. <laughs> Dominic is definitely getting in the ring at some point. That's all I can say about that angle. That kid's, I almost felt, though, there was a point where uh, Seth was out there with Austin Theory and Buddy Murphy. Am I wrong? But it's like, is everyone waiting for Dominic to turn on? Is everyone waiting for Dominic to turn on Ray? Well, that's what I thought when he when he was behind him and Seth guys were on the ramp where I'm like, oh, this is the shield thing. Dominic's way in the back of the head with a chair and he's going to join Seth's group and become a follower. I didn't, of I didn't sell out dad. I bought in. Yeah. he's right you you were supposed to retire i'm never gonna have my moment while you're here dad like some crazy angle or something but then we get another one of those odd pairings that come to help out Rey mysterio and dominic and you know this is the best way to use alistair black clearly like, was, I guess. that's exactly the name i was gonna say like seriously oh uh, humberto and alistair like alistair you're gonna pair him up with humberto yeah, like we put Alistair with Ricochet. If this was Ricochet and Humberto, I would buy it more than Alistair and Humberto. If this you know was what? Ricochet and Humberto back in Bray and Alistair was doing something, if Alistair was like confronting Randy Orton right now, I'd be way more into it than Alistair you and know, Humberto back in Bray Mysterio. You know what's probably killing Alistair? What? The existence of Bray Wyatt. Because Vince is like, we can't have two of these guys. But I, I see the similarities, but they're like two totally different characters. But they're I think, weird. I think. But I think they can only see him as this, like that guy that was the one who who's knocking and coming up from the ground. Like, if all you gotta do is be like, "Hey, man, what's your character?" and he'll be like, "This is my character." And then next thing you know, he's doing awesome stuff on TV. But they pay all these writers they don't need, so they gotta, you know, find. I just, I, I, I think, like, like I said, I, I would have loved Alistair confronting Rand Jordan or something rather than him being involved in this very mysterious angle. Like, if it was Humberto and someone that could use it, like Ricochet that was helping Rey Mysterio, like, that would have been, like, so much more believable to me because they both have that high-flying style anyways, which was influenced by Rey Mysterio, and it would just, I don't know, there's more parallels there that make sense, but it is what it is. I loved that. Okay, so Sasha Banks and Bailey, they beat the Iconics. Uh, shout out to the Iconics because it was a good match. Um, I actually was rooting for the Iconics to go over and have Sasha turn on Bailey at some point, but obviously they're extending that even longer because, you know, uh, maybe they're waiting for fans to be back. I don't know, but they teased us. They made it seem like Sasha was going to challenge Bailey for a championship, and then she challenged Oscar. Oscar came out, accepted the challenge. Can we somehow have Sasha win? 
have the two women power trip with Sasha and Bailey, and then pull a Kurt Angle and TNA, and somehow have Sasha beat Bailey for all four belts, and I will be the happiest person ever. <laughs> Sasha just needs to make her tap in the center of the ring, man. I love Asuka, but I am sick of Sasha being the sidekick. I'm done with it. I'm yeah. done with it. She is the best wrestler in the women's division, and probably if you're comparing everybody in the roster, she's at least top five or three. Let's just get it going. Get her away from Bailey. Let's just let her be the star that she is. I 110% agree. And like, I, and it's crazy because I know what they're probably going to do is Oscar's going to beat Sasha, and Sasha's still going to end up facing Bailey and beating Bailey. But man, if we could just have, I'm down. For, like, I'm not even that big of a Bailey fan, but I'm down for a two woman power trip. The thing two. is, they haven't I'm used her. With- they haven't used her properly in so long, and she still doesn't seem like a sidekick. She, you can't bury her. She's unburyable. Because she's so good. She's so anybody put in the ring with is good. I've like Sasha's been on a winning streak with the past five weeks, and she's been wrestling the most. And she's, she was the top she's of my good, man. She was the top she's of my little good. power ranking things I was doing because I'm like, dude, she wrestled four times in the one week. Three of them were like title defenses, and she and she got the conviction everyone. And it's just like she's just good. She makes she works let's good just, with everyone. Let's just hope she doesn't get injured like she usually does. Yeah, and honestly, and I, and I, I am actually down for them to hold all the belts for a little bit until like you know eventually Sasha goes after Bailey. I, I just I just think it'd be like Sasha and Bailey holding all the belts would just like that like would piss everybody off. It just works. Um other than that, man, on the SmackDown side of things from last week, the only two things I want to bring up was Matt Riddle's debut was it was good to go. He beat AJ Styles. That's a big win. Maybe he'll be facing Styles for the Intercontinental title, and that's going to be the upcoming feud with Daniel Bryan and Gulak also loosely involved. All three guys that I like to see Riddle work with is you know Gulak, Styles, and Bryan. So that's dope. See what happens moving forward with now there being a coronavirus scare even more in the company, plus ongoing allegations for many wrestling people around the world. But I was okay with the Riddle debut. Oh, yeah, I mean last week was action packed, and it was just depressing opening up Twitter every day. So let's see what the next week has in store. Yeah, because we are in a uh, really interesting period of time right now. Other than that, the other thing on SmackDown that really stood out to me was Bray Wyatt bringing back the old Bray character to face Braun this time around. And I like how they can switch through the characters now. It's like the three faces of Foley. Um, he, the, the, the Mr. Rogers Bray is taking a back seat. The Fiend hasn't showed up again. But the Bray that brought Braun Strowman to the dance in the first place, a part of the Wyatt family, seems to be facing him. Yo, like seriously... I get it was all for Roman, which makes sense. You killed him with Goldberg for no reason. Killed Goldberg with Braun for no reason. And now you have this belt that is worthless. This belt might have one of the worst title history situations in the world. Because you, so, you had Finn so win it. Worthless. You had Finn get injured. And then you had Owens have this amazing run only get squashed by Goldberg. <laughs> like, Goldberg is like a cancer to this belt. I would have rather see Goldberg have a little run with him, man. Like, this is just... Nothing on SmackDown other than thank God AJ Styles there won that belt. Otherwise, oh my God, SmackDown's in trouble. I mean, it's all right. Like I said, I, I actually enjoy that that old Bray's back. But you're right. Like I don't care about Braun being champion. All they're I'm really, just, yeah, they're they're really treating SmackDown like it's on Friday nights. And then to top it off, like you know, Sasha and Bailey are there and they're still doing their thing. That's the only other thing that's like seems decent to me. Um, other than that, guys, like I think that's it for this week. You know, I hope that all the problematic people in the wrestling industry will be. Gone keep now. getting exposed. Keep, keep getting, getting exposed. exposed. And to all you women out there that are speaking up, keep speaking up. Keep sharing your stories. Um, mostly, you know, like don't be afraid, man. Like you can see that, like you have all the support in the world right now from people around the world when you guys are actually speaking up. And 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 just keep doing it because, like, we gotta get rid of the filth that's within this industry because it's an industry we all love and we want. You know, even as fans, we want people. We want to know that people that are busting their ass to be in this industry are, you know 
um, being treated properly and whatnot. And I got a lot of friends in the industry and a lot of, there's a few of these women that came out that I'm actually friends with myself. And it's kind of like, wow, like that's, that's messed up. And, and uh, you know, it, it's a shitty situation. We, you know, it's just, yeah, things need to change. So hopefully they do. And also stay safe, man. Stay healthy. Wear masks, wash your hands. The coronavirus is not gone just because we got distracted with the Black Lives Matter movement and and you know now the speaking out stuff like it doesn't mean that the the illness or the pandemic just disappeared. It was alive and well the entire time. Were we seeing progress? We were, and then we just let it all go down the shitter. So let's let's try to stay healthy, stay safe. We you know you guys know what to do like nobody needs to tell you at this point like i it's, it's already june and almost july it blows my mind because it feels like may was two years all ago. you gotta do is look at a chart of the states and look at the states <laughs> where masks aren't mandatory and they're getting fucked up by the coronavirus right now you know what i'm not a big fan of the masks i'm not a big fan of talking about it and i'm really not that scared but you can't mess with numbers you can't mess with science just don't be stupid yes yeah, be safe out there and then yeah man it's 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 been a problematic year the year has been crazy stay safe out there guys and yeah we'll be back next week we're two episodes away from 50 i'll think of a giveaway or something for the 50th episode thank you for everyone that's been subscribing and listening thank you to everyone that's been listening to the casual conversation episodes um subscribe to the youtube channel subscribe to uh, this show on apple podcast spotify podbean high art radio google play wherever you can listen to podcasts i've got it everywhere twc show every week and yeah guys i think that's about it we're gonna wrap this one up anything you want to add devin no, I'm good, man. Stay safe out there, guys, and uh, don't be perverts. Well, yeah, don't be perverts, and let's get ready for Fighter Fest next week. And uh, NXT bringing back the Great American Bash, headlined by Adam Cole and Keith Lee for both belts. We'll see what happens. Uh, and yeah, man, that's all. We're gonna call it quits. We'll see you all next time. Dig it. Hey everybody, it's a wrestling classic Justin here and I just want to give a huge shout out to Maestro Classic. Maestro Classic is the best in beard care and is undeniably good at keeping your beard clean and conditioned. It's sulfate free beard wash to clean the beard without drying your skin, beard butter to condition it and beard oil to help it shine. The products are available online at maestroclassic.com and all of your target locations in the beard care aisles. Maestro Classic is the top brand in beard care game with a dedicated team on the road with the WWE, the 76ers and NASCAR. If you always wondered how superstars such as Triple H, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Kofi Kingston stay so perfectly groomed, it's Maestro Classic. Be sure to use my promo code TWC Maestro to save yourself 25% on all your online purchases. That is TWC Maestro. Dig it! With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.